All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Both Mics. Hey, folks. Both Mics is a show about nothing and everything. That is Mike Sofka. And that is Mike Taylor. And together, we are Both Mics. Welcome to show number 51. Not a prime number. Of Both Mics Heard Everywhere, podcasts can be heard. Listen to us live every Friday night at 7 p.m.-ish at twitch.tv slash both mics and find us anywhere podcasts can be heard. Subscribe, listen, throw us some money. Get a sticker. Hey, hey, hey I like that. I like so how's that. How's things, Mr. Sofka? How's life? Wonderful. Yourself? Pretty good. Not bad. Gonna be uh, going away this weekend. Not looking forward. Well, looking forward to it, but not looking forward to it. Uh, got training next week at a... Uh, a new job. I got a new job. Hmm. And uh, new and improved. So All right, good. I'll be doing that and uh, be in Tulsa, hanging out at the uh, the courtyard by Marriott by myself. So if any if any stalkers or fans are in that area or happen to be near that area, they, they know right yeah. where to find you now. That'd be cool. Hit, hit me up. We'll uh, we'll go to the, the Hard Rock in Tulsa and go to, uh, what's his name? Toby Keith's restaurant. I love so, this bar. So next week we could be live on location somewhere. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. My I travel like day will be uh, will be Friday, so uh, we'll be doing the Both Mics podcast on uh, <coughs> on Thursday night. Did we decide on Thursday or was it Wednesday? I don't remember. I have to look at yeah. the calendar. I don't have that in front of me. We'll figure it out. I'm, sh- I'm sure you have a calendar. <laughs> So listen, you know who this is? <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's that band I can't stand. <laughs> that's the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind. Has a naked baby underneath the water in a pool and a dollar bill out there in front of it. That baby has grown up. That yeah, baby is I would imagine. Spencer Eldon is the poster child for our victim culture. This is according to the New York Post. Okay. Apparently, let me read through this a little bit, okay? Some people chase fame their whole lives. Spencer Eldon got it in a 15-minute photo shoot when he was four months old and can boast he has the most iconic wiener since the formation of Oscar Mayer. How many guys are blessed with a better conversation starter? Hello, ladies. Bet you five bucks you've already seen my ding-dong. Nice. Nice. He goes on to say he's suing. Okay, see, his family was only paid two hundred dollars for the show to for the photo shoot. His dad was a friend of the photographer who had that gig. Ah. So he's claiming. Never mind the cover. He did. It's it's child porn, is what he's saying. He's saying that he was the unwitting victim at four months old. And that he's suing everybody from the record company to the band, hoping to extract 150000 from all parties. Now, that's not 150000 total. That's 150000 each. And the reason why I think this is brilliant on his part is that would cost them that, that much in legal fees, at least, to go against this. So, of course, right. all these people are going to cut him a check for $150,000 to make it go away. Eldon's right. lawsuit represents the, ne- the nexus of three impulses in which America is the undisputed champion. The hunger for undeserved riches, moronic claims of victimhood, we talked about that last show, and creative yep. lawyering. So he's going after 
everybody. I mean everybody. He's going after the state of Kurt Cobain. He's going after uh, uh, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters guy. He's yep, going after Robert. the music company executives. He's going after all these people individually, hoping to get 150000 out of each one. And I guess the ones he doesn't, he's going to go to court with and get more money. Right. Unreal. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd be uh, mad at my dad for that. How did you only get 200 bucks for that? Right, 200 bucks. You, you think you're doing your, your buddy, the photographer, a favor? No, your, your buddy, the photographer, got 30 grand to do the album cover. Yeah, and that album, an album cover has sold how many for. millions of copies? It's an iconic image. It's something, even though you don't like that band, you see, you've seen that, right? You're familiar yeah. with it, oh, right? Yeah. Right off the bat. If, if it didn't say Nirvana, never mind on it, I would have known exactly what it was. Well, they're Eight, also saying it, they're taking it to the next level, and he's saying that the imagery is suggestive of sex trafficking because there's a dollar bill in the photo with the child. Yeah, no, I, it's not the not the message I get. You know, no, not me neither. But I, I don't know. I can kind of see it a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I think he's going to get the money. I think he deserves the money, and I think he should get the money, and I think everybody's going to pay him. I think he's going to make out well. You I, think he deserves the money? I think he deserves the money. He's on a, he's not because of the picture itself, but because of how over-the-top, insanely popular this is. Cut the guy a check. Make it go away. You've made tons of money on this. You're not going to lose any money by giving this guy a sliver here. You don't think you don't think he should get the money? I don't, I'm I'm kind of on the, the fence about it. You know, it, is he trying to get his 15 minutes? Yeah. Is he is he is it frivolous? Yeah. Um, oh, I agree with all that stuff. Well, then you you don't then you do agree then you don't agree. No, because but, if this, if this was Johnny and the Jets, the local band, and this was their cover, he wouldn't have a case in my mind because he's not going to get anything. These people I, I have think, made hand over fist dollars with this yeah. image. But I, I think the the liability stands... Whoa! As I knock my microphone. Uh, I think the liability stands with his parents or his father and, and not these other companies. Without a know? doubt. But he, he probably can only sue his father for so much money. These other yeah. companies have the money. It's like in a lawsuit. A lot of times... This is a lawsuit, but I mean, if you're in a if you're in a personal lawsuit, sometimes the person who's the most at fault isn't the one who pays the most. The person who pays the most is the one with the deepest pockets who's going to pay to get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. And I, I've had that happen with me. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think it's BS. I think it's frivolous. I think he's looking for his 15 minutes. All and right. the fact that over the years, I've seen four or five pictures of him. In a pool, recreating this particular picture. Some really? Some dollar bill hanging in front of him and, and some not. So as he's grown older, I've seen numerous pictures of this kid recreating this picture. So I don't see where he he is uh, you know, having emotional distress about this and, and all these other crap that he claims. Well, I, I don't know all that information and he's, obviously he that says might... He, he, he says he's unable to, uh, he's unemployable because of it, and uh, he's, you know, emotionally distraught. Fuck off. I, I still think he's going to get his money. I think it's smart. I think he's going to get it. Yeah. He, he probably will. And he's going to realize that 150,000 times 
whatever he gets isn't going to be enough for him to live his entire life. No, it's not. But, you know, this is going to help, I guess. You know, and I like the opening, the opening lines. Ladies, I'll bet you all this money. You've already seen my wiener. You know, I like that. So does he carry a cassette around with him? Or I don't know. There, there's a commercial endorsement. He should go work for Oscar Mayer. <laughs> no, vanilla, uh, Vienna sausage. Yes, Vienna one. sausage. The little, yep. little Smokies. Yeah. Yep. All right. They're he needs us. He needs us as his PR people. Yes, absolutely. We, we ought to do some sort of poll or something on the on the Facebook, on the Twitters, and all that stuff. Is you know, should he get the money or shouldn't he get the money? Let's make it easy. Let's not make multiple choice. Let's make it a yes or no thing. You know. Right. Right. So they're going to retire the space station. Did you hear about this? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah it, it can't last forever. Well, we talked about this before. We talked about yeah. We thought Russia was going to go their separate way. There's a story about China. They may be going their separate way as well. That's just as well. But they're they're building. They're thinking about something else. This is according to CNBC.com, so it must be true. The International Space Station got its start in 1998 when its first segments were launched. Now it's starting to show its age. Since 2000, the ISS has had people from 19 different countries on a rotating group of astronauts. Let's see here. So does does Musk come along and, and pick it up in a foreclosure sale? I guess because they're saying that the International Space Station is currently approved to operate through at least December 2024 with our agreements with our international partners. So they're saying that uh, everybody's going to kind of go their separate ways. I think Musk or somebody's going to step in here. I think you're right on it. Yeah, why not? NASA will will not likely. NASA will not likely build the next space station. Instead, the agency will depend on the technology of outside companies. Hey, we talked about that in the last show, too. A few like Sierra Space in Colorado and Houston-based Axiom Space are well on their way to constructing their own commercial space stations. Okay. Do you realize how big that thing is? I I don't, but I'm sure it's it's got some... Some length to it. It barely, it, it, it barely fits on a football field in size. Okay, width say, and length. It's got to have some size because when it goes overhead, you can see it. Yeah, but imagine. I mean, you're you're in that same football field for what six nine months or whatever, buddy. Right. Could could you stay in your living room for six or nine months? Um, I don't know if you had a, like enough to do. You know, and I basically I've been in my freaking house for a year, and I leave it to go drive the kids to school every morning. That's it. <laughs> they let me out on the weekends, you know. But yeah, it, it's got to be trying. And it, it's a job, and you're you're paid to to be there. So I guess in a way that's that's good, you know. And if you're if you're that, you have to be that into your work, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of a commitment to go to the ISS. You know, you have to go. Yeah, I can't come in today. You know, that, right? that doesn't work. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungover. <laughs> Went to the cheap trick show last night. <laughs> Freaking crazy! I'm I'm looking at this, and I looked somewhere else, and I found that China is developing an ultra large, twenty three million mega ship. Hang on here. Let me hang on. Let me read this right. The text was moving. 
$2.3 million mega ship that is miles long. Wait till I show you the picture of this thing. Did you say 2.3 million? Yeah, that doesn't sound like enough. No. That's what the uh, article on interestinengineering.com says. Ultra-large 2.3 million mega ship that is miles long. Yada, yada. It looks it like a spiral. Might be million, might be million square feet. Yeah, there, I'm scanning through. I don't see a correction here. I don't see that stat used again. Here it goes. Which plans on funding five total projects with a maximum budget equivalent to 2.3 million, which is 15 million yen or yen. That figure is correct. It says right here, editor's note in italics. The figure is correct. It's 2.3 million, not billion. As noted above, the money will be spent on preliminary work, including analysis of the mechanics of constructing the craft. More money will be needed to ultimately create and launch the mega ship. Okay. So this just, is like just for the blueprints. Yeah, this is building your model car. You know, is what it costs. You know, one eighth scale. <laughs> almost, almost the same price. Yeah. Right. Jesus, how's that going? How's the model car? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm stuck at like issue eighty-seven because uh, my issue sixty-two was a cracked windshield, mm. and I finally got a hold of the the people that be, and they uh, they charged me for a new windshield even though it came cracked, and uh, supposedly. It's in the mail. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. Well, to, get, to catch you up, if you're unfamiliar, Mike's building a DeLorean. Is it one-eighth scale? Yeah, one-eighth uh, one scale DeLorean. Uh, it's about 22, 23 inches long and over 20 pounds. And this is something that you signed up for a few years ago, and they send you, like, a piece every month, right? Yeah, like 2016, 2017, I, I started collecting the, the issues of the 130 issues I needed to uh, complete this. All right, so you don't have all the issues yet, and you just no, I started. Have all the issues. You what? Yep, I have all the issues. Oh, you have them all. Okay. Yeah. But you yeah. you haven't been building it since 16 or 17. This is no, all new. No, I I, uh, I started like two three weeks ago, and I was going to do it all in one scoop, one swoop in a weekend. Yeah. That was my intention when I bought it. Right. But since then, I've had since since it started, I've had two children, so. In a matter of having a time and a place for them not to mess with it and uh, to be able to have uh, the opportunity to, to work on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for the day where I see a picture of the top crushed in because one of the kids was trying to ride it around the living room or something. Like it's like a skateboard. Yeah. yeah. No, it, uh, it, it comes with its own little display case. Okay. So it'll be, uh, it'll be hidden over there. All right. So what is the top. new ETA? It's no longer a weekend project. What's the realistic time frame now? Um, well, when I get the windshield, I can put that in, and I, I say by the end of September, it'll be complete. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're going to... Easily. And you've been taking pictures all along, right? I mean... Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, go to the Facebook page. You can check it out. That'd be great yeah. to see it, see it all, the progress. Yep. You have I to send me those pictures or, or put them together in a video or something, you know, a time-lapse type thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, I will. Wow. All right, so there's the spiral thing from China. You see, it's going to be several miles long. I don't know what all those little particles are. Maybe they're little commuter ships which go from area to area on the thing there. Right. But kind of crazy looking. Hang on, let me get us in the right spot here. I got to move some stuff around here. Of course, I love pop ups. 
I love getting those pop-ups. Yeah, it just they're always exciting. Yeah, yeah, and better they, than it used to be. They, they come in like six at a time. Yeah. All right. Stay off the hub. Indian astrophysicists. There's there's a there's a thing, and this is according to the Hindu.com. Yes, I'm looking at an <laughs> Indian site for a story here. So it's got to be true? Yeah. Indian astrophysicists spot rare merger of three jumbo black holes. Now that that yeah. I I don't know how they got the story of the story of my garage band, the three jumbo black holes. But <laughs> a rare merger of three supermassive black holes. And stop with the pop-ups to hindu.com has been spotted by a team of astrophysicists in India. They were observing the merger of two galaxies named blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what they're named, all right? There was supermassive black holes, which are several million solar masses in size as the center of galaxies. And these are known as active glacial nuclei since they accreate matter. You know what? This is too much science crap. They found three black holes merging together. Supermassive black holes. Does it have any effect on us at all? Not yet, but they're saying that this stuff is pretty scary the way it could happen because a black hole could develop near you and all of a sudden be near you and just suck you up. And that's it. Like a vacuum. I hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when I get sucked up. <laughs> that fucking Roomba, that damn vacuum in the, in the living room does that all the time. Does your little dog jump on it and take a ride? No, my dog of it? is spastic and skittish and won't go near it. Yeah. And the kids are afraid of it, too. Really? Oh, yeah. They think it's a monster. It's going to eat their toys. Nice. Yeah. So they, they're, they're not a fan of it, especially the little one. The older one's a little better about it, but, yeah, still not a fan. Anyway, supermassive black holes. That's going to be the next thing. We've already had the pandemic. We've had to murder hornets. I'm predicting right. supermassive black hole is going to be the next thing. Wow. What are you going to do to prevent that? Wear a mask? Yes, I'm going to double up. Double, <laughs> double up, up on the mask. <laughs> and I'm going to jam that cucumber from the last episode. Last episode <laughs> jam that right up my ass and we'll be good. <laughs> All right, it's time for our friends at the Alien Update. Zuckerberg looks like a friggin' alien. I swear he does. <laughs> just looking at him. <coughs> we got to do a show where we uh, we we just imitate what the, the faces they're making. Got to do that. All right. So we go from supermassive black holes to these two assholes. Here's uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is in a new now. Again, if you're if you're new to the show or need some explanation on an alien update, these are people who are taking our our 
culture into the next century through technology. They're making a lot of money. They have to be aliens because of the stuff they put out, the stuff they do, from Windows to Facebook to visiting in space to elect electric vehicles to electric charging stations to all these things that there's obvious books. It's obvious books. they're from a yeah they're from another planet. Okay, they make too much money and they're doing too little work and they're they're killing it. They're crushing it. I'm not mad at them. I'm just pointing it out. I'm making an observation. Well, there was an alleged there was an alleged leak with ULA. That's the United uh, something or another United Launch Alliance. Something like an about album cover from Duran Duran. Yeah, right. And uh, this is according to Futurism.com. An alleged email leak appears to show the United Launch Alliance, a prominent SpaceX competitor, SpaceX's Musk plotting to spread damaging conspiracy theories about SpaceX CEO Elon Musk. Okay. They're going to they're going to gather dirt up on him. This is really? guy who was smoking weed on a podcast, running exactly. billion dollar companies. Like, I don't think he really gives a rat ass. Even if it was true, he'd be like, "Eh, whatever." I think he's going to welcome it because that would put his name in the headlines more as long as they yeah. spell his name right. I mean, fuck. I, I was going to say like you always say, just spell my name right. Yeah, Jesus. Belt masses. Large NASA taxpayer investments are being thrown away due to the cozy relationship established by Trump political hacks throughout NASA. The U.S. government's deep space exploration program is at risk. The large program, which is baseline for deep space exploration, is being threatened due to political favors being offered to Elon Musk. And meanwhile, Bezos is standing outside the fenced-in yard going, Let me in! I want to play! Let me in! And they're saying... Girls no. on film! Yeah, no, right? No, it's no, crazy. No Duran Duran reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sooner or later! No? You know, I, it, it's funny. I went to... Um, I was living in Lakeland in high school. I was probably a senior. And we went like a bunch of friends to the Duran Duran show. And there was girls and guys, you know, and we're down on the floor, you know, near the front, you know, before the concert. Yeah. And I was thinking about making a move on this one girl that was in the in the crew that I was with. And her best friend comes over and starts talking to me. She's grabbing my hand and shit. And I'm like, oh, no, this ain't going to work out too well. You know, because I, I wasn't interested in that one. I was interested in the other right. one. Right. So I had to calmly let that one down and then my, migrate over to the other one as the show went on. But... Uh, no, that was the place to be for that. The girls all love Duran Duran, man. Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm reading a, I'm reading a book now. God, what's it called? Uh, God, oh shit! I don't even know the name of the book. It's like 600 pages long, and it's a a book about the the bands in the 80s, and they always talked about going to the Poison concert. And the guys didn't want to go to a Poison concert because they didn't like the music, they didn't like the band. But that's where all the girls were. Yeah. So that's that's why they went. And a, a lot of bands will talk about that. Like, yeah, we used to go to the freaking Poison show because all the chicks were there. Yeah. So, so um, now, here's the thing. Like, my best friend in high school would have went with the girl who was approaching him. Did you? Did you? Which? Did you end up with either one of them? Yeah, I ended up with the one I was pursuing. I just, you know, I okay. didn't. I. You know, I guess if the other one wasn't there, I would have went for the ride, you know, uh, see, right. where, see where this goes or whatever. But, 
Yeah, no, you know, when you're young and in high school and you have a, you know, a new relationship every so many months or years or whatever, you know, it just, you know, you kind of, but that's your time. That's what you're supposed to be doing, right? You're supposed to be mingling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I had a, I had a friend in high school who, even if he didn't like her, he would have went with her, you know? Why? Because that's, that's how he was that much of a scumbag. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then when he was done with her, he would have went for the chick. And if your girlfriend was there, he tried to hook up with her too. Yeah. All right. See, that's funny. Yeah. At least I know the rules going in. As long as I know that going in, I'm okay. I can play the game. I get it. I get it. Yeah. We talked about Musk in the past. We've talked about supermassive black holes. Musk is working on the tunnel thing again. We talked about him working on this in the South Florida area, and we've scoffed at this and laughed at it. But Elon Musk Boring Company. This is the name of his company, Elon Musk nice. The Boring Company. Now, when I first saw this story, I thought, why would he have a company that's boring? What's so dull about boring. it? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. But these are the, this is the company that's going to dig a tunnel. He wants them to report that we dig a tunnel near SpaceX's Tex, Texas launch site. The tunnel would link South Padre Island to Boca Chica, an official told the Brownsville Herald. SpaceX staff on the island could access the launch complex via the tunnel. So it's going to be like a private tunnel to go back and forth to the... To civilization? I guess. Dude, I went to, I've been to South Padre Island once, and uh, it was 4th of July, 2014, maybe 13, and you literally drive to the coast, you make a right, you aim towards frickin' Mexico, you go through Border Patrol, still in Texas, to get to South Padre Island. Isn't that crazy? And, uh, yeah, and there's nothing there to be excited about. There, there might be a Whataburger, but so, so is it kind of like I don't know. Have you been to Panama City? No, been you know along I ten, but never been to Panama City. Well, I'm thinking it's kind of like that. It's a great place to visit, but a shit place to live. Yeah, like, yeah. This place was unbelievably bland, boring. So, hence why he's making the boring company there. So yeah, you you literally have to go through Border Patrol to get to Texas through Texas, from Texas. And it's not near the border. I'm talking, it's probably 40 miles from the actual Mexican border. So, it's beyond bizarre. A lot of a lot of roadkill on the road. You know, we've talked about Elon Musk living on that same area, you know, the launch area that he has that company. And he, he we've talked about the tiny house he has. It was like a 50 grand house. It's a tiny house. I, I right. guess... It's not tiny like you could pull it behind your truck, but I guess it's tiny enough where it's a $50,000 house. And they're putting up a bunch of those. Just a side note here, the company, the startup company that built that tiny house for him now has a 50,000 person wait list, even though the factory isn't running yet and it's only built three wow. homes. Wow. Wow. That's like a Super Bowl commercial right there. Yeah, that's a gig. How do I... I need to. We need to get close to these guys, man. We need to be the official podcast of the uh, the aliens here. Something, <laughs> right? It's got to be worth a little money. Something. Exactly. Yeah, pretty little prefab houses, just slap them together. 
Nice. Freaking crazy. So, Musk and Bezos, I talked about that on the previous show, on show 50, we're on show 51. Musk is continuing to troll him. He he responded to something, uh, or Musk put out a, 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 a Twitter, a tweet that says, uh, copy, like he's the copy kid, like copying his homework in class and everything. I mean, nice. he gets a kick out of poking the bear here. And <laughs> I, the, the thing is, is I don't think Bezos can back anything up. I don't think he can do anything about it. I don't think there's, he's just got to take it. No, yeah, well, yeah, and then he'll he'll call it. Well, he's just bullying me. You know, he's just trying to get a rise out of me. I'm the I'm the mature one. Whatever. Well, he books. It's according to futurism dot com. They're talking out bear <laughs> that. As many experts have pointed out, the test tank bears a striking resemblance to the competitor SpaceX super heavy rocket booster prototypes. The primary stage designed to launch the Elon Musk led company Starship spacecraft into orbit. They're talking about Blue Origin's Project Jarvis. So they're saying not only does it look like a penis, but it's stealing somebody else's homework. So Musk has been caught up in the attention and he puts out a thing on one Twitter, uh, one tweet, hey Elon, can I copy your homework and all this? I mean, this is nice. This is these these guys this is third grade stuff. And these guys Great are billionaires topic. changing our culture. <laughs> fucking crazy. Unreal. The whole thing's with the vertical landing thing. That's that's what it's about. That you've talked about it before, like seeing that that those those rocket boosters come back down and land on a postage stamp in the middle of the water. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, it 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 fascinates me every time I see it. Still to this day. But I'm a I'm team team Elon here. I'm I'm with Elon on this one. I think I got to be by default. I don't know if I can get behind Bezos. You know the kid? Remember we talked about Bezos and uh, that guy backed out and an 18-year-old kid was, was on and his dad yep, paid yep. it and the 18-year-old kid went up into space with Bezos? That 18-year-old yep. kid has never shopped on Amazon before. <laughs> I find it hard <laughs> to believe he's the one person in, in the country who hasn't shopped on Amazon and next thing you know he's in a rocket next to the guy who owns it. Well, here's the thing. He's 18 years old. Probably anything he wants, mommy and daddy gets him. He probably drives a freaking BMW, you know? What's worse than an 18-year-old kid that drives a BMW? A 65-year-old guy that drives a Corvette? Oh, maybe a 40-year-old <laughs> guy that drives a Dodge pickup truck? <laughs> Worst drivers in the world. Or a, 50, or a 55-year-old guy or 54-year-old guy drives a Mustang. <laughs> parks it in his garage and is getting filthy. And he starts it. Then he a builds month. a car that's smaller than him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for every, every finger that you point away from someone, there's, there's 20 fingers yes, pointing at you. <laughs> Hey, I just got the text. Our our boy's on his way here. He's on the street. He'll be here in a second. I'm going to cue All up right. the music for Mike Stradamus, right. who's coming up here.
Hello, hello, young Michael. I'm a little bit sideways You're here. Hang on, let me get my... Uh... Welcome to the show. Welcome to both Mike's podcast. Here we go. Mike Stradamus. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very exciting evening. We have a very special guest with us. We have the great Mike Stradamus, a famous safari guide, all-knowing, all-seeing, omniscient, and former ticket taker from the House of Blues at Disney World. Mike Stradamus. Yes, Welcome. yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. How are you, young Michael? Good, good. Hey, I got your envelopes right here. Nice. They have been hermetically sealed and have been stored in a mayonnaise jar at Hamburger Mary's on Church Street since noon today. Nice. Hot mayonnaise. Nice. No one knows the answers to the contents of these envelopes. No one. But you, in your borderline divine wisdom, without ever seeing the contents, you and you alone know the answers to the questions inside these envelopes. Sir, I present to you your first envelope. Nice, and I like the four-letter language, how you separate those there. That's nice, sir. Excellent. I will give you the answer to the question without opening this envelope here. You okay. only go around once. You only go around once is the answer. I'll open the envelope only here. Go around once. Let me get the question. Open the envelope. Once. What happens when you ride a broken merry-go-round? <laughs> you only go around once. Mm, mm. Your Excellency, your next envelope. Ah, okay. Well, I was going to throw it on a blessing to you if you want. Oh, let me take that back. May your next time around be in the express lane. <laughs> Ten items or less. Yes. Yes. Your next envelope. Ah, thank you, thank you. Nice, nice. The answer is Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. Huh. Space Jam. Is that some sort of new jelly? Space Jam. I guess that refers to the movie, the revamped movie. No longer Michael Jordan. Yes! What What can you find Le, between LeBron James' toes? Space Jam. I get Space it. Jam. Like Toe Jam, but Space Jam. Nice, nice, nice. So you know what? May you stub your little toe on that bedpost tonight. How about that? <laughs> Sir, I have your last envelope right here. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. We need, we need applause during that. Part. I know, I know. I need to get on that. Why would I need to get it? I'm a guest in this studio here. <laughs> I'll make a memo. Here's the answer. The answer is all systems go. All systems go. All systems go. I will open the envelope here for the question. The SpaceX answer. All systems go. What happens... If you eat at White Castle and chase it down with Maalox. <laughs> All systems go. Nice, nice, nice. You know, <laughs> you know what? Here's a blessing for you. May you run out of toilet paper at the most inopportune time. <laughs> Thank you. And with that, I think we
Yeah, well, if I was you, I would have taken the money. $50, that's a lot of money. Yeah, so what? Okay, so you have to vacuum his carpet. I don't know what that means. He did fly out on a carpet, though. Did you see the carpet that he flew out on? It's pretty nice. It's the Cadillac of, of carpets. Was it a Persian carpet? Yes, yes, yes. This is the only guy I know that arrives in a limo and leaves on a carpet. Mike Stradamus. Yes. A classic. Right? Hey, uh, I had a story about Alzheimer's, but I'm forgetting where I put it here. Hang on. <laughs> no, that's true stuff. They're working on something for Alzheimer's. Well, aren't they always? I guess they keep forgetting where they left off. Something called a company called Immuno 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 Brain Checkpoint Inc. IBC. Something something yada yada. They were awarded a five million dollar U.S. NIA grant for Phase One B Alzheimer's Disease Proof of Mechanism Study. Yada 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 yada. There's a lot of money in this shit. Right. How long's that million bucks gonna last? I don't know, but I'm reading through here and I see Bill Gates' name in here. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading through some of these doctors and what they're doing. And Previously, they received a $500,000 grant from the ALS Association to pursue novel immunotherapeutic approach to treat LAS and identify optimal immune checkpoint pathways to target and a million dollar grant from the Alzheimer's Association. So they're just going around all these people that collect that money. They're doing a smart thing. I like it. I guess that's what it's about though, the money. Right, I'm sure there's companies out there that just go around looking for the money from you. Know, hey, you know, well, you let give me, me a percentage, I'll go out and find some money for you. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. If they find a cure, thanks to this, are they gonna immediately put it out or are they gonna continue to collect the money? Well, I would think that, you know, the reason they got into that line of work to begin with is to, to create a, you know, to, to be good. You know, like all doctors, they go into the business of being a doctor to be a doctor, not to be in business, you know. And uh, hopefully these folks are the same way. You know, they can go on to another project. There's a, a million things that need to be uh, researched. So. Well, I, w I would think that you'd want to be known as the guy who cured cancer. You know, you'd want to be that guy. But I think the big pharma is less and is less interested in that. Why do that when they can continue to get paid for the milk? Don't slaughter the cow yet. We're still getting milk out of it. Milk the shit out of it, then slaughter the cow. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But that's I think that's what is really going on with a lot of things: cancer, everything. Yeah, well, it's it's not always in their hands, you know. If if, if someone finds a cure for cancer, uh, I think Big Farm is going to have nothing to do with it, you know. Well, they they lobby or you know try to try to you know be be you know manipulative about it and try to you know keep their their best interests going. Yeah, but I don't know. I I think there's too many too many hands in the in the cookie jar to. Uh, for someone to prevent something like that from coming out. I used to work with a guy. He was from New York. He's an old Jewish guy. I'll just say his first name, Walter. I won't give you the last name. Walter. He's from New York. And if he didn't like you, he let you know right away. He didn't like you. He didn't fucking like you. As a matter of fact, he didn't like one person so much one time. He told me, Mike, let me tell you something. 
If I was driving down the road and this person was on the side of the road dying of fucking cancer and I had the cure for cancer right here in a little jar in the car with me, I'd pull over, I'd empty the jar on the fucking ground, I'd whip out my dick and piss on it, spit on you and tell you to fuck yourself. Wow. Really? Sounds like a a Jew from New York. (laughs) Um, I said, well, what? What if she was on fire? I wouldn't piss on her. (laughs) Jesus. Unreal. Anyway, I don't know why I said all that. But that's true. That's a true story. Have you seen the milk crate craze? Oh, my God. I I have yet to see anybody do it. It, Well, first of all, looking at the the four pictures you have there, is there a a certain ethnicity that is attracted to doing this? (laughs) Mike. It's racist. It, is it because these these milk crates are free behind Seven <laughs> Eleven? My milk crates bring all the boys to the yard. Yeah, I used to. Oh God, I I think I have a couple left. But actually, I have milk crates. God, okay. Here's the story. Um, a buddy of mine in just out of high school, his mom was giving away a brand new freaking king size bed, and she was getting a water bed. So I took the bed and, you know, tied it to the top of my 68 Mustang and drove it to my house like five miles away, going down like major roads to get there. It was interesting. Um, And then I stole nine milk crates to prop this thing up. Perfect. So it was literally like over three feet off the ground. I had to take a running start to get on this bed. Nice. Awesome bed. Beautiful bed. And then um, I went to college. My mom gave it away. And it wasn't hers to give away, but she was, right. you know, I being a putz. So I had these nine milk crates, and I took them to college. And, of course, you know, I met Brenda at college. And I left one of these milk crates with her in 1986. Nice. Fast forward to 2011, we get back together, all her stuff, and we, we move into a house together. And there's this milk crate. 25 years later. That's awesome. 20, yeah, 25, 27 years at this time later. And uh, she still had one of the milk crates. And I think I still had one. And I have a bunch of other milk crates. But, yeah, working in the supermarket business, you come across a lot of milk crates. Where I stole mine from the back of a food town in Washington Township, New Jersey, from my bed. You know, you get them, you get them at 7-Eleven, too. So They're free. Do you still have them now? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Yeah, and actually, I used them somewhere in the last house I was in to, to prop up a bed. <laughs> so what's it going to take to get you to do this milk crate challenge? Now, if you haven't seen this on TikTok or YouTube or all over social media, they stack up these milk crates like stairs to the left and to the right. And in the middle, looks like it's about five or six milk crates high. And that's the high point of this. And you climb up the stairs of milk crates and then you stand on the top and then you climb your way down. Well, most people, when they get to the top, it starts to be uneven or starts to shake you see their legs giving out and before you know it it does not end well for the person on the top of these milk crates so what's it going to take mike to get you to do the milk crate challenge for us first of all these milk crates are like less than a pound so you're standing on top of six milk crates that weigh six pounds and you're topping it off with 200 pounds of of pure blubber not being very top heavy then yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, anybody knows that gravity it, it works every time. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't take a break. Gravity works every time. 
Um, I don't know if if, if the if the price you now I've yeah be crazy. I you know what I, I'm um I think I'm young enough to be able to do it. You know, in my mind, but I know that you know it just it could go horribly wrong. And six feet, they're a little bit over a foot a piece, so six feet, six and a half feet, it's a long way down. Well, and then you're probably hitting, those crates are probably getting displaced, and you're probably hitting those on the way down as well. That can't feel yeah. good. Yeah, I, I saw one guy today or last night, and it was it was probably five crates high, maybe six crates high. And, you know, he was wiggling, wobbling, wobble, 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 wobble. And then finally it goes, and then like a cartoon character, his feet go flying in the air, and he goes down like rib cage first. How? Into... In, yeah, into one of the crates, and it was either the second or the first crate to the ground. So the guy drops either three or four feet into this crate, and they they're, they're, they splinter like these things will just oh, shatter. And and it's it's hard plastic, and that thing will go. You know, can you imagine getting a piece of that between your ribs? Impale you, yeah. damage your internal yeah. organs or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, all because you know it looks cool on TikTok, and you think you're funny hanging out at Seven Eleven. Well, the, um, it, it would have there would have to be a, a, a large price tag attached to it, and that would never happen. So no, I I wouldn't do it. Well, the large price tag is clicks and views because uh, one got ten million views, one got eighty two million views. Apparently, these social media companies are starting to take these things down because they're dangerous. I don't believe that. Uh, according to CNET.com, one of the things was is anyone getting hurt? And they say so far it's hard to tell if anyone has gotten seriously injured. Doctors told today falls could result in injuries like broken wrist, shoulder dislocation, ACL and meniscus tears, as well as life-threatening conditions like spinal cord injuries. So this isn't like doing the old social media plank thing or the Tebow thing or the Faith Hill thing or whatever. This is this is the jackass stuff. This is the jackass movie. You know, this is the doing a stunt. This is a stunt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, like I said, gravity works every time, and uh, I, I see a lot of a lot of hip and ribs being broken in comparison to to other things. You know, you're landing on these crates with your midsection. You know, <laughs> that's what's going to take the brunt. Not your not your legs, not your arms and wrists. You know, your freaking back. What Tell we need next. is somebody to do this and put both mic stickers on each crate and then film <laughs> it and do it. All right, not a problem. I'm going to get Xander out there tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get this set up and he'll, he'll do the, the milk crate challenge. Nice. And, uh, we'll, get it, we'll get it going. It'd be something. I, I could do the milk carton challenge. Like I could. <laughs> See how many times you can get your name on the milk carton? Yes. Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, I was going to stack up eight half gallons of milk, eight half gallon cartons, and step on them. Okay. Stand up on them. And step on them? Yeah. Full or, full or empty? Full. Full? All right. They have to be the cardboard ones. You can find the cardboard ones? They'd be a little easier to stand on than slippery plastic ones. And I want to stack them tall. I don't want to stack them sideways. I want to stack really? them tall. Like that four inch by four inch cube to step on and hold all my body weight a court yeah okay 
<laughs> Make sure the video camera's on when you do when you attempt that. Shit, I am I am too old for that crap right there, man. I'll tell you, I, right. I, I let's let's get somebody to do it for us. Let's just get so we need an intern. Right? Yeah, like a '90s intern. Yeah. To roll around in some mouse traps. Yes, yes, that's the stuff we need. Jumping over cars at halftime at arena bowl games. Right, right. And uh, St. Patrick's Day, we can we can paint our boobs. Yes. No. Uh, or his boobs. We'll get Mike Stradamus here. He's good with the ladies. Nice. Yeah, he owes us. <laughs> Are you a fan of roller coasters? Hell yeah. Well, I never used to be. My dad thought it would be real cool when I was like three. And we were at Atlantic City to take me on to like the, the wild mouse on the, uh, the million dollar pier there in Atlantic City. And he scared the living hell out of me, and I wouldn't go on anything that had a drop of any sort, or you know, would would manipulate my stomach. Then, uh, then in uh, like 1983, we went to Great Adventure. I was in the band. I don't know if you knew that. I was a trumpet player in the band, hmm. and uh, went with my friends. And that's when I decided. I, I kind of figured out that that Tony Tony Lo Tony Robbins logic of people do what they do to gain pleasure and to avoid pain. And the pain of my friends making fun of me because I was a little wussy and wouldn't go on roller coasters overpowered the pleasure that I had of not going on the roller coasters. Peer pressure. Whatever, whatever. No, it was, you know, it was my own logical decision. I didn't give a crap what my friends thought. I, you know, um, oh, maybe I did. That's a lie. So I went on... My first roller coaster at Great Adventure in, in uh, Six Flags, Great Adventure. It goes by Great Adventure in Jersey. No one calls it Six Flags. And um, I went on the runaway train. And it went up the steep hill. And my friends are turning around going, this thing goes down. It's a huge hill. You're going to crap your pants, Mike. And we get to the top. And it just goes around and around and around and around and around. Come down. And, yeah, it was no big hill. They were just busting my balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh. After that, I would go on anything. I've been on the fastest roller coaster, the tallest roller coaster, uh, probably the top ten roller coasters. In 2003, I thought it would be great to take my kids to every amusement park we can get to on the uh, on the East Coast in Ohio, and we went to we we got them on I think 39 roller coasters in a week or so. So yeah, my That's kids, nice. my older kids, and and myself have been on many many roller coasters. So you've coasters. been to Cedar Point and hit all those roller yes. coasters there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's where a lot Six, of a lot 16 of good there are. alone. Yeah, yeah. And then well, King Kings Island uh, in uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then of course Great Adventure in New Jersey. Well, the reason Between, why I'm asking is, and I'm sure when you rode those roller coasters, especially at Cedar Point, at one time they were the world's tallest, the world's fastest, the world's steepest yes. drop, all that stuff. Well, according to Newsweek.com, the world's fastest accelerating roller coaster closes after breaking riders' bones. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Known as one of the world's most terrifying amusement park rides. The, this has to be in like Asia somewhere, right? Yeah, this you're right on it. The Dodondapa roller coaster in Japan's Fuji-Q Highland, located near the base of Mount Fuji, has been shut down by the regional's perfectional government the closure comes after several passengers sustained fractured bones while on the ride though the exact cause of the injuries 
has officials stumped. The coaster, known for its super death speed, that's death like die, death, not death like can't hear, death, is the fastest accelerating roller coaster in the world going from zero to 112 miles per hour in 1.5 seconds. Holy fuck. The air-launched ride also features the globe's largest loop reports Fuji Q's website. The injuries that prompted the ride suspension occurred between December 2020 and August 2021, through the, though the precise number of injured passengers varies across news outlets. One news outlet says four people have broken bones, while another one has claimed at least six of the six. Four of them said they broke their neck or back. <laughs> What's the, does it mention the G-force behind that? I don't know. Do you have to sign a waiver before you go on this thing or what? Well, by buying the ticket, you signed the waiver. Oh, yeah. It says that on the small print. Yeah, on the back. You know, fuck you. Most no, of no those that, gonna... most of those no that were injured were in their 30s to 50s. They broke bones, including their neck and back, with full recovery requiring between one and three months. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, the first magnetic or you know propulsion driven roller coaster you go on you just sit there and then it takes off and you slap against the freaking back of the, yeah. uh, the coaster and that's the last time you do it yeah 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 maybe these folks are all like lean forward hanging out looking at wow yep yeah yeah okay like i said the first time you do it you you realize okay i'm not going to do that again and every time that you get into it or, you know, and then like you bring your kids for the first time, you tell them, hey, sit back, put your head against the damn freaking seat or you're going to see freaking stars. Well, yeah. oh. I, I ever tell you a story about taking my sister, my sister, my daughter on uh, Aerosmith Rocket Roller Coaster for the first time? Probably, but I don't remember the yeah. details here. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. For people who've never been on it, it's uh, it's a, uh, a roller coaster indoors. uh surrounding Aerosmith and, and heading to their concert in a, in a large limousine, a stretch limousine. Well, when you go through the little first pre-show, they dump you out into an alleyway. And I knew for a fact where the roller coaster would be, so I positioned my daughter through the door and around the corner so that she wouldn't see the roller coaster as it propelled right from from zero to 60 in 2.8 seconds yeah it propels down this this hallway or down this tube down this lane so of course i i kind of distract my daughter and and send her over this way and my wife's talk max wife's talking to her and blah 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 we get and we get and we get into the vehicle and it comes around the corner and the thing takes off and my daughter becomes unglued like you wouldn't imagine <laughs> like like someone just freaking was was chasing her with an axe that's wow. how freaked out she was about it and uh, she she never forgave me about it, and yeah. Does she like roller coasters now? Yeah, she does. She does. She likes roller coasters, um, and she actually did a Travel Channel uh, Disney type show. You know where Travel Channel comes to Disney World and, yeah. and rides all rides. Her and my ex wife went to uh, MGM or Disney Studios at two in the morning yeah. for this this shoot, and they put her at the back of the roller coaster. And they made everybody ride the roller coaster like 16 times in wow. a row. Yeah. She said she was like spastic and retarded by the time I bet. <laughs> they were done shooting. And she never wanted to ride the damn thing again. Wow. But yeah, that, that's rough. And she was probably sixth grade, fifth grade, so 11, 12 years old. 
at the wow. time going through it. We got so. we got two and a half minutes left here before we do the shout outs. I want to include this little tidbit at the bottom of this roller coaster article here on Newsweek.com. According to Safety Science in 2019, which is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, the IAAPA, reported there is a one in 17 million chance of being seriously injured on a fixed site ride in the United States. And the report added that later, rider behavior and misconduct are often blamed for injuries on attractions. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, you they know, don't want it, to pay. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, just, they're designed to to run a certain way with people acting a certain way. Yeah, you know? right. That's why right. you keep... That's why you don't stand up. That's why you, you make sure it, it clicks when you put the damn bar down, you know? <laughs> All right, we're at that point in the show, Mike. You got any shout-outs for us? Um, no. I, I should probably come up with some shout-outs. Here, get, call us. Get a hold of us. There you stickers. go. Shout-out the sticker. There you go. That's Shout perfect. Out the stickers. Make sure you hook up with my boy Gino Losi if you're looking to go fishing. He puts you on a monster fish. There's not a... The, <laughs> You will have a time of your life, trust me. Last time I went out with him, I caught like 25 fish. They were all three, four pound to 10 pound bass. It was a fun time. Shout out to uh, the Melon Patch Theater. Go see my friend Dustin Levine. They're usually doing some great pro great stuff, local community theater. They take donations as well, so go help them out. Check out Night Fan Stand over at Jet Set Printing in Orlando for all your printing needs. And I'm sure I'm forgetting people as well. So if I'm forgetting you, I'm right. sorry. I'll get you next time. All right. Cool. We got less than a minute. We're going to get out of here. Show number 51. Thank you again, Mike. And, uh, Not a prime number, 51. Not a prime number. We'll see everybody next time. Thanks for joining. Ciao. You thought I'd had this queued up here ready to go. <laughs>